0: Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: The Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We've talked over the years about Purdy Insurance, about how they give back. Well, the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, which took place May 2nd at the beautiful Susquehanna Valley Country Club, which had tremendous support, I, I believe it hit a record. Uh, they, they were able to get Garner better than $25,000 for the greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We're proud to have been a very tiny part of it. And we thank uh, Adam Purdy, Steve Engel, everybody at Purdy Insurance for allowing us to be there and, and be a part of it. It was really well done. Again, to all the volunteers, thank you. It was great to see Bonnie again. They do great work. Boy, isn't it great when it, when, you, when the community comes together like a family and does something like that? That's great. Purdy Insurance. Marcus Reed and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Well, the play-by-play call of the year, when you're looking through fog trying to call a horse race and you get it right, you're good. Larry Kalmus, NBC Sports.
0: As they round the far turn in the fog at Pimlico, and good magic on the inside. has got a head in front. Mike Smith goes
1: to a right on Justify. They are nose-to-nose. Justify now sticks a neck in front. He's going to try to put away good magic. And they're into the stretch. And Mike Smith goes to the whip on Justify. Tenfold is closing in with Bravazo on the outside as the field comes into the final furlong. It is Justify
2: in front. Good magic on the outside. Tenfold. Bravazo. Justify. He's unstoppable. He won the break! So one second, tenfold was third. Good magic was fourth, and a final time of one minute
1: fifty-five and four-fifth seconds. Not even the fog could stop him. Uh, so now he races for the triple crown, but he'll race for the triple crown in an interesting spot because the world was not wowed or impressed. About Justify, the way they were after the Kentucky Derby. But it'll have three weeks, and hopefully the weather stays like this, where you can put them on a dry track, a fast track, and turn them loose. The Belmont Stakes, to me, and sports in general, are unpredictable anyway. That's why I think we love it so much. Well, to me, the Belmont Stakes is about as unpredictable as you can get. What gauge do you have to predict who's going to win the Belmont Stakes? Not one of these horses in their life has run a mile and a half. None. There's no gauge, there's no way of knowing how they handle the marathon. talking about the Indianapolis 500. Look, car breaks down, car breaks down. All right, that happens. But you know what the drivers can do. You've seen them drive Indy 500s before. You've seen owners with cars. They've gone 500 miles before. It's a horse race. (laughs) Not one of these horses in their lifetime has run a mile and a half in a competitive race. So there's no way of saying, well, you know, you know, Justify, when he ran a mile and a half, he did this. And good magic, when he ran his mile and a half, he did that. Yeah. No. When they ran the Kentucky Derby at a mile and a quarter, that's the longest they've ever run. So who knows? we we'll Dick Girardi on in a little more than two weeks to break it all down. Plus, we'll find out what the feels like too. Yeah,
3: you got to give NBC Sports a ton of credit just with, you know, dealing with that fog. And uh, oh. you're right with that. <laughs> you're right I with did. Larry. They, they were right before the race started. You had like a shot of uh, the the back of Larry Kalmus with his two monitors and and <laughs> yeah. boy, he could barely see in front of him. But great camera well, thought, work and production work
1: by the crew. Yeah. yeah, it was great work by NBC. Because that, that's, that's, that's tough to do.
3: That was an interesting angle at the start of the race. I mean, you're literally yeah. track level. I mean, you're literally perpendicular to the horses as they go by the, and head down the straightaway.
1: I don't quite know what other option they had. No. To see it. But, you know, you had, they had to come up with something. And to their credit, they came up with it. They found it. All right. So, it was a huge recruiting weekend here, by the way. Well, I can only leave it at that because everyone knows if I, I can't go beyond that.
3: Hmm.
1: Because I fall into that category of... People who can't talk about it, it's a violation.
3: You will, only a matter of time. It's all good.
1: I don't really worry about it until they're actually in camp and I can see the ball. Then I look at them and go, okay. Ooh, he can play. Mm, boy, at some point he's going to be able to play. Eh, that one's going to take a while. That's the way it is. Kim Jones, by the way, with us on Friday. Looking forward to that. You know what I like about uh, there's a lot of things. Obviously, I like talking to Kim about. One of them is is you know what she just likes to talk football. You know we got all these issues that we talk about all the time. Like, you know obviously gambling is going to be a big issue. We talk about the money and so forth. When it comes to stuff like that, Kim just wants to talk about football, which I I just I would rather just talk about football too. But we do talk about the other items because you have to talk about the parts that affect the fan. So when I'm talking about money, somebody said, well, how does that affect the fan? Well, it affects the fan in a lot of ways. Last time I checked, the fan has to pay for parking. The fan has to pay for cable. The fan has to pay for the tickets. The fan has to pay for the tailgate. was like, cable? Yeah. When you're paying your cable bill, you're paying to watch games. That's why we bring up the financial part all the time. And if you're a fan, say you're a fan of football and basketball, okay, but you're a fan of one of the other sports. Let's pick out a primary one, wrestling. There are a lot of wrestling fans in our area. Love Penn State wrestling. right? Well, that's where the economics of it come into play. It's a perfect example of how the system works to benefit as many people as possible. Because, I mean, wrestling is not self-sustaining. It can't sustain itself. And don't be one of those naive people that go, well, I go there and every seat's sold, so they've got to be making money. No. Not even close to making money. They don't have a radio contract. They don't have a TV contract. When you don't have all those things, you're you're not going to make any money in collegiate sports. You're just not. Well, then, you should get a TV contract. Now it has no worth, it has no value. Um, you're not going to have people bidding for it. In fact, esports. Did you see that it, they're going to put esports in the Asian Games? Did you see that?
3: No, I didn't hear about that.
1: Yes, that's they're crazy. Going to, they're going to put esports into the Asian Games. Wow. With the idea, and see, but you're like, okay, so what? With the idea is that they might make the Olympics. You got video gamers in the Olympics.
3: Yeah, I know Turner Sports has a deal with the E League. I'm not sure how long it lasts, but uh, but yeah, literally every weekend you can see two or three hours of live video game action on TBS. Yeah, coverage of the E League.
1: Big Ten Network wants to do something with this. Wow. But well, the they Asian know game, they
3: know a lot of the student athletes love to play video games and football and Madden that kind right. of thing and. And obviously, David Price does. Uh, So, (laughs) (laughs) so,
1: so, but Fortnite, big fan. They're going to they're going to like make it a metal event at the Asian Games. With the idea is that then it'll been propelled into the Tokyo Games. It's amazing. Watching people play video games. <laughs> really? <laughs> I have a perfect announcer for it. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's the video game king, right?
3: He loves video games, yeah.
1: The suit? Yeah, the suit sure. loves video games. Yeah. Hey, you have an option of actually going out there and physically trying it or sit there and go, look, I won. <laughs> and break no sweat at all. <laughs> but yeah,
3: esports, video games. How about that? LOL, the League of Legends. League of Legends, okay. Explain this to me. L-O-L esports.com. The League of Legends was selected as one of the esports titles for the 2018 Asian Games. Okay. League of Legends as an official demonstration sport. Yeah. An exciting opportunity for the League of Legends fans to see some of the region's best players represent their countries. Riot Games Esports will support the event by advising the Olympic Council of Asia and member nations during the team selection process and in building the tournament format. There will be changes to regional league calendars in split two to make pro player participation in the Asian games possible. There will be regional qualifiers taking place next month. 45 nations and regions can each field a team of five players and then the qualifier process will narrow the field down to eight and then those eight teams advance to the Asian games. Winners of the Southeast Asia, South Asia, Central Asia, West Asia qualifiers will receive an invitation to the games. China, Chinese, Taipei, Hong Kong, Japan, top three teams out of there will receive invitations to the games. This is going to be what? In Jakarta? That makes sense? Correct. Yeah. August eighteenth to September second, and they're going to have. I mean, now they've got other events, obviously. Right, the no, league of the then. League of Legends final round that will go between the twenty fourth to the first. What gets me is they're televising this stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Holy
1: mackerel! Oh boy, my life's changed. <laughs> it, it's it's really is remarkable. I mean, first of all, I can't play a video game to save my soul. I mean, when when my kids were growing up, they wanted I don't know Xbox or whatever it was, and we bought it, and then my, I'm trying to think what the first one was. Uh, we bought it. And then my son Mike, who was my oldest son, wanted whatever it was too. PlayStation Two, I guess. And I was like, ah, I don't know, Mike. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted so fun. So then for his birthday, what the heck? I went out and I surprised him. Well, you'd have thought I gave him a million dollars when I got him that thing. Oh, suit kid. wants to apply.
3: Uh oh. Uh oh. One of the games, IndyCar. Go around in circles. Don't have one one out yet. Well, okay. Only one can hope. Okay, he's waiting. How,
1: how, how long would it get him out of the office?
3: (laughs) it would get you out of the office. Well, he'd have to go to Jakarta. So yeah,
1: yeah. I'd I'd say you need a month month to get acclimated. Be there two months after. I mean, it would give us six weeks of peace.
3: Ooh, hey, we got a developing situation. It spans August twenty fourth to September first. Hmm. What's the opening night of high school football season? August twenty fourth. Let's get Mike Fralazzo on the line. There you go. We're good I can you, here.
1: We're good. I can tell you I can tell you right now, Fralazzo, do a great job. All right. <laughs> In fact, hashtag We miss Mike. <laughs> Dick and Milton. Dick, how are you doing today?
4: Good, Steve. I told Sean I was mowing grass, so every time you guys went over a subject, I wanted to comment, so I'll make up just a couple. You <laughs> know, the ahead. horse racing, obviously, the Belmont coming up. The thing that I think is kind of unfair, every once in a while, a horse that didn't run either the Preakness or the Kentucky uh-huh. Derby, a fresh rehearsal run, and that, to me, it's kind of unfair in a sense, but, I mean, it is what it is. They don't have to enter yeah. them anywhere other than one race, so.
1: You know, it's interesting about that, Dick, is that that is brought up a fair amount, um, but... Just like, let's take, for example, auto racing. If right. you miss and don't enter, you know.
4: Yeah, but the I, car's a little different know. than a horse that's run two or three weeks in, or, <laughs> you two in right. a month.
1: You, you got that right. <laughs> well, I right, thing I wanted to right. comment:
4: this, this gambling thing, this uh, betting. You know, I'm really, yeah. I, I'm really perplexed about this. sense. So I go back to the Bill Spivier when you know he couldn't play in the NBA for betting on his own games, I guess uh, at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And I can yep. see, I can see this fraught with a lot of problems down the road. And I'm not well, telling you every you kid. Know what?
1: You know, that's a that's an interesting. Question. Let's, because obviously you know the story that I I announced a fixed game once, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. And that was the Northwestern team. Obviously, it happened at Boston College, Raccoon, right? Arizona State, CCNY. You mentioned Bill Spivey of Kentucky. Okay. Uh, But let's go to a place, for example, that has wide-open gambling, England. What scandals do we hear of of fixing of games or players or athletes getting money in England? And we don't. Uh, The British Open, never hear anything about that. Wimbledon, Premier League. Premier League would be one like, hey, is anybody on the take? And you never hear of... Any of that happening over there, so maybe we have proper concern about it, and I agree with your concern, but just maybe England's proving to us it 's not as much of a worry as we think it is
4: i mean there's lots of gambling going on now, and I understand that, but right. it 's not going to be but this is going to be a much more controlled type of gambling and I mean, you can literally almost get somebody to point. Well, you know what, they'll be they'll be actually uh, betting on uh, balls and strikes but during the innings, which is almost something. Um, whether they will or not, I don't but, know.
1: Yeah, that, that That's a good point. Let me follow up on that, Dick. Think of it this way. The people that want the game fixed want the big score. I, I think that's fair to say, right? Right. So, so they're trying to get the big score. So that element is out there now with $190 billion being bet offshore. Now, what you're talking about is also very realistic and spot-on. You're going to have a lot of people in stadiums, probably on phones, making prop bets. I gave the example of, hey, it's halftime. Well, Le'Veon Bell game 50 yards in the second half. Boom, I'm going to put $25 on it. In England, they'll tell you that the 5-pound, the 25-pound bets are the ones that now make the difference because there's so many of them. And those aren't ones where you're trying to fix anything because you're only betting for us $5 to $25. And those are the ones that make a difference that because of volume, that help out states, casinos, and things like that. It's the big better that can get the big score. You know, going back to Goodfellas with Henry Hill... Right, because he was directly involved in the Boston College thing they were looking for the big score and Kevin Pendergast, the Notre Dame kicker at Northwestern was building up to the big score they used the Wisconsin and the Penn State games to see if the players he quote hired could do what they needed to to make sure that they could keep it in the margins they needed it and then when they went for Michigan, they couldn't do it. And Michigan won the game, but not by as much as the spread said. And everybody lost their shirt. And then they eventually, some people were arrested.
4: Well, I hope it's not. I hope it's not a big issue as I as I could perceive it being. But and I could be wrong. We'll or hopefully I'm wrong. We'll see. We'll see what happens down the road. I guess more people would be more concerned about the bet and than what, whether they, what's even going on in the game after a while.
1: Oh, my Uh, goodness, Dick. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, everybody's on a phone now. Now I'd be on two phones. uh, (laughs) Well,
1: well, Dick Dick Girardi and I, Karen was there, Jeff Tarman. We were having lunch at the Orleans in in Vegas, and the restaurant is adjacent to Sportsbook. And when I think the Carolina was playing the Giants, and it was the year Carolina went to the Super Bowl, the yep. Giants came down and tied the game, and the place went insane. Insane. We were like, oh, I looked up as said, oh, the Giants must have tied it. Well, then, eventually, I think it was in overtime, Carolina kicked a field goal, won the game. You could hear a pin drop. Nobody cared. Why? Because they already made their money. The Giants already covered the spread is that where we are in sports <laughs> to me it's winning and losing the game
4: I think that's a lot of where we're at with everything right now but the other thing I heard you mention was attendance at uh, major league sports I think attendance at racing you'd have to ask uh, Kevin about that but I think the attendance in racing is, way, is down a lot too yeah. maybe it's down in everything I don't know uh, it's
1: it's way down Cause I know when Kevin goes to an auto race now he buys the cheap tickets and moves down to the front row it's, it's always been his way of doing things
4: <laughs> well, but but I know baseball attendance is down, and, and football was down this year at somewhat. And whether it'll come back or not, yeah. it was down because of all the issues. Uh, you know, we'll see where that goes this year, also. But it, there, everything affects attendance, and I think this summer gasoline prices will affect it. People drive into a game if they can not want and watch it. In some cases, maybe they might not go as often. I guess yeah, is
1: my point. You, you know what, though? How many times have you heard me say that I think stadiums and ballparks are too big?
4: Well, I'm sure
1: of that. Yeah, and I've talked about that repeatedly. Uh, Wow. How's the attendance at the Spikes games? Spikes games have been good, Dick. Um, They've been a little bit under – they've been about 3,500.
2: Because I know, you know,
4: I know that I know the crosscutters get a pretty nice attendance for the, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know what, what the park holds now. They cut the attend, they cut the seating down, I think, uh, somewhat. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's down to the, the seating's down to twenty one hundred, I think there, which is just well, right for them. Matt. That's just right.
4: Right, it's it's just right for the crosscutters, and just not right for uh, the major league game when they show up. I guess that's my right. point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when that
1: happens, it's too small. Yeah.
4: A little bit, but it's only one game. Well, anyhow, right. you cover enough when I am on grass for an hour and a half. You guys cover a lot of subjects, but I'm I'm just <laughs> listening. and I don't have a phone in my hand. I didn't even make any bets the whole time I was doing that.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to concentrate on making sure those rows stay even, Dick. You can't be you, you can't be stopping. To I don't do the hey. major
4: league rows. I know they're unbelievable when I look at those outfields.
1: That's oh My goodness, oh, I look at I, I look at. When I walk across the grass at Beaver Stadium, I still look around and go, yeah, every once in a while, I'll pull her combs. I go, Herb, I found a weed. He goes, what? Just kidding, Herb. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, nice uh, talking to you. Hey, hey, good luck with the lawn, Dick. I'm done. Thank you. Finished. Uh,
1: oh, he's done. Yeah, Another victory for mankind. Way to go. You got her. All right. Thanks, Dick. All right. We'll come back. Patrick Chambers in a moment as we continue on News Radio 10, Saturday WKOK brought to you by Purdy Insurance.
0: Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: All right, great to have you with us today. Brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Auto, home, life, business, you name the insurance. And they'll find you the best price, and they will be your absolute partner in any situation. There's that great, really great, realistic commercial that Adam Purdy does for us, where he says, Look, I was, uh, something happened to a, one of our clients in Canada. He called me up on the weekend. He said, Man, I checked right away. I said, Look, Dave, you're okay, you're covered. Don't worry about it. That's what you want to have, that kind of relationship with your insurance agent. Because things happen, and they don't happen on, on a timetable any of us expect. So Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to com. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And, by the way, it's isn't it great to be back on the air after the news, Sean?
3: Yeah, we covered a lot during the break for sure. Not isn't just you and me.
1: Isn't it great to be back on? <laughs> Where? I'm sorry, we're on the air right now. You can't come in. <laughs> My goodness.
3: <sighs> his meeting wrapped up early.
1: I wonder why. I wonder why. Called it the most important week of his life.
0: What
3: is this week?
1: Are we getting a sale? No. <laughs> All right. Penn State basketball coach Patrick Chambers. Patrick, welcome. It's great to have you with us. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Steve. <laughs> Isn't that my line? Aren't I supposed to say Yeah, you're supposed to
1: say first that. Time caller, first
2: time caller, long time listener. Yeah, something like doing?
1: that. Absolutely. I'm just from State College. I'm just glad anybody listens. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, if you, force, if you force your kids to listen, would that, that quadruple our audience? All right. We're, so...
2: <laughs> we're not forcing anything here, Steve. We're enjoying. We are.
1: Yes, we're enjoying. Um, I want to ask you about.
2: You have a lot to talk about, right? How about this football recruiting weekend? I know. crushed it. I know. Amazing.
1: Yeah, it is amazing what they've done. Of course. of course, for me to get into specifics, as you know, is an NCAA violation for me, so I can't as, tell you. I
2: know, but I can say generically what a nice weekend it's been.
1: Yes, done very, very well. Um, I want to ask you about Tony, first of all. What was the read that you were able to get as to uh, how he was able to do in a combine setting in Chicago?
2: It looked like he shot very well from the, the reports that I received and, and people that were there. Uh, the Scrooge, I think he tweaked his ankle, so... I'll base all my information off of what he did in the drills and the shooting drills. He shot the ball extremely well. He interviewed extremely well. I talked to some NBA organizations who uh, gave me some very positive feedback, and he's got a great week ahead of him. He's got some some teams that he's going to see over the next couple weeks, so he's very busy right now.
1: Well, I want uh, one quick note about part of the interview, this is the ability to know the game. There's certainly some natural things that he already knows about the game, but what are a couple of areas that he specifically worked on here in two years, Patrick, in watching him where you know he was able to improve himself in terms of knowledge of the game?
2: Well, I think he really learned how to use a ball screen the most effective way and the most efficient way. Uh, I think he, he understood, especially at the end, when to shoot, when to pass, uh, when to read the defense who was on the second level, whether to throw back for three or, or throw a lob or a dump off to to Mike and John. Or sometimes it's a simple kick ahead. Um, and we have terminology for all of this. So I think that aspect of it. And I, I also believe time and score. Um, and then he had a good feel for the game. When we were in huddles, I would look at Tony and say, what do you see out there? What, what, what do your eyes see? Because I'm not out there. I, I know what I see and we know what Ferry sees, and we kind of put our heads together and we say, all right, what do you see? And we say, hey, what do you like? And he might say, you know, a player or two. He's like, no, we're on the same page, go ahead. So we would just keep going with it. So, I mean, that's the ultimate trust um, to be able to talk to your point guard in a very stressful situation in a close game and really have that, that type of dialogue and to, to trust him with his decision making.
1: You also allowed him, though, to also call plays during the course of the game because of what he was able to see and because of that trust factor.
2: There's no doubt. Uh, there was times in a game where, again, we would meet, um, the three of us, uh, Coach Ferry, myself, and Tony, and basically go over, these are the four plays, if you like them, this is what we want you to run. And then there was other times he saw something different and went off the grid a little bit, and he would look at me, he would call the play, and I would say, thumbs up or thumbs down. And mostly, I went thumbs up because I like what, what he was thinking, how he fought the game.
1: All right, now that brings us to the next part. You're going to have... Uh, a sophomore point guard and a true freshman in here Uh, what is Jamari Wheeler's knowledge of the game at least as a base starting point for him
2: Jamari's got a high IQ as well. Uh, I think he's going to slow down a little bit, although I don't want him to slow down. I love his speed. I love his toughness. I love his competitive fire. I think he really can put teams on their heels. He really gets in you on the defensive end and, and frustrates you and, and uh, speeds you up, and we want that. Uh, but he also knows how to run a team. He has a great understanding of who who we want to get shots and then understands he, when he needs to make plays and how to make them, and he's always going to look at the shot clock to determine those type of situations. So we we have great faith and trust in Jamari. I mean, he played his role beautifully. He understood, make plays for others, played great defense, be a spark off the bench. Um, you know, do do those things that we need to do to maybe change a game or change the speed of the game. Now it's going to be a little different this year for him. So he's going to be thrusted into the fire uh, even more so, and to understand you know pace of the game, who hasn't gotten a shot in a while, flow of the game, and then make sure he limits his turnovers and just really make good decisions.
1: Well, part of this, of course, is you have to have student athletes who have the want. I want to be good, and then they have to you know, Then they want to be there at 5 a.m. They want to be there at 6 a.m. They want to be working on their shot. For example, is this the kind of player you're talking about?
2: You're never gonna to have to worry about Jamari Wheeler's one two. He is amazing. The kid lives in the gym. He's always gonna get better. I know everybody's concerned out there is his shooting. He's gonna be able to make shots. I think he's gonna have the confidence to make shots. He's gonna work on the great habits in the off season to continue to develop his shot. And when it when it's his opportunity to shoot the ball or make shots, he he's gonna He's going to be terrific. I really believe that. I feel like this year his role was perfectly set for him. We didn't need him to score. We didn't need him in make shots. We had plenty of other guys. Yeah. We had five guys in double fitness. We didn't need it. Right. So, you know, to to, become, to go into a game that's selfless, selfless is pretty amazing. But he's a one-two guy. He lives in the gym. He's going to be in the weight room. He's going to be the hardest one on this team.
1: And if you're at a practice or a series of practice, especially you and I both know he can shoot the ball. I mean, it's just yeah, know, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of hard to build a, a field goal percentage when you're only taking one or two in a game. And, it's
2: extremely hard when he knows he's only get one or two uh, you know, opportunities. You know, an end the clock shot. Uh, very rare did he get an in-rhythm, like at the 15-second mark. It was always yeah. helter-skelter. So he, he, And he'll be the speed will, you know, will slow down for him. The pace will slow down for him. There's going to be more rhythm jumpers than than rushed jumpers. And, and, and again, he's going to work on it.
1: Well, Sarah Bolden would be the other one. Uh, hasn't played a game here, so obviously there has to be a building of trust. But when you sit down and you talk with him, what kind of basketball IQ does he bring to the table?
2: He has a big time upside. Uh, IQ is very high for the game. Loves the game. Loves loves to be in the gym. Um, he proved last year he, he was uh, can really play with the ball in his hands. And the luxury with Rasier is he can play the the weak side or the off guard so he can do it all uh, and i'm excited about that uh, but he can definitely play the point he can definitely make plays for others he's got a burst he can go rip the rim off right down the lane or on top of somebody and he really shoots the ball at a very high percentage
1: you'll make changes and tweaks from time to time in your offense because you want to have it fit your personnel is that's something you will consider based on the personnel you have with this team
2: Steve, we're already working on that. I'm sending, I'm sending Ferry and Ross and Ergo. You know, snap, pick, pick shots uh, of plays that I'm diagramming while I'm working out downstairs. I'm on the board. Uh, man, we're having a lot of fun just to get you know certain guys in certain places with certain you know different screening action. Uh, we're, we're having a blast uh, so far this off season.
1: All right. Part of the offseason also means coaches versus cancer. There's so many events during the course of the year that involve coaches versus cancer, which we've talked about. But, of course, the uh, primary one is the golf tournament, which is next week. Uh, the chance to go over $3 million in all of this, considering the size of the community and so forth, how remarkable an accomplishment is that?
2: Well, it's, it, as you were saying that, Steve, I'm like, wow, it's, it just sounds, <laughs> it sounds amazing. The generosity. The compassion, the care that people have in this community uh, for one another is so incredibly powerful, uh, and and that's the money staying right here too. So we're helping locally. We're helping families with. And sometimes people are like, "Oh, where's it going to research? Where's it going?" Yeah, it's it, Some of it's going to research, and some of it's going right here to let's we stay at the Hope Lodge, or maybe they need gas money or tow money to get okay. to treatments, or or maybe they need to pay a bill. I, I don't know, but there's certain situations that arise where we can help them with some finances or help them with some some issues that they're going through. And we want to be there for them. Like you said, May 31st, next Thursday, Meadowfield, Field, awesome event. As you know, awesome event, a lot of fun, a lot of prizes, auction items, live music, some beverages, <laughs> some food, a lot of laughs, some great celebrities. And, of course, we're celebrating those we lost, and we're celebrating those who succeeded and man, we, we need to come together and share stories and be there for one another.
1: You know, you've done a great job of investing yourself in Penn State and in Penn State basketball. What did this tournament do to maybe help you invest even more in the community?
2: Yeah, I got to know a lot of a lot of people. Um, obviously, uh, Kathy and Mitchy, uh, who went through some battles, but then you get to you really get to meet the community and, and people that. Uh, are so generous or volunteering their time, um, you get to you get to know them on a different level and level and build relationships. I think that's where CBC has really helped me personally get to know more people in town. Uh, but then you're also helping everybody, and I think they see that. And then it kind of we all work together, right, Steve? They, 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 yep. I see more people at games. I see more people volunteering. I see more, more people being generous and willing to help. Because sometimes you think, oh, we've been doing this for seven years. and we have to do it again? Yes, we have to do it again. Yeah. Yes, and and yes, it is a great time. And yes, we haven't defeated cancer. But yes, people need our help. So let's continue to do that. And when you have great relationships, trusting relationships, and you like one another, well, guess what's going to happen? You have a chance to surpass $3 million. Yeah.
1: And uh, if you want to get involved with Coaches versus Cancer, uh, sponsor, volunteering, being a part of it, www.cvcpennstate.org. That's www.cvcpennstate.org. Or you can call 814 238 3430. That's 814 238 3430. We look forward to seeing everybody out there next week, Thursday night at Medler Field, LeBronno Park, and then Friday on the golf courses. Coach, thanks so much.
2: Hey, Steve, one real quick thing. This committee works all year long. They have done a phenomenal job. So I've got to give a shout-out to Scott and the committee. They're, they're, they're incredible and all the great sponsors. So please come out. May 31st, June 1st. Love to see you there. Well, they're, Thanks, com- they're,
1: they're committed to it, Patrick, like it's a full-time yeah. job. I mean, seriously, the, the, they, 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 they treat it that way.
2: They really do. And, and their heart is completely committed to helping everybody locally. And that's what makes it so special.
1: Patrick, thanks so much. We'll see you next week.
2: Thanks, Steve. See you, buddy.
1: Hey, basketball coach Patrick Chambers. We'll come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance.
3: Here's Adam Purdy with another example of how Purdy Insurance is different. I was at home one Saturday when I got a call from a client who had just been in an auto accident with a rental car in Canada. After confirming that everyone was okay, I checked his policy and assured him that we had the proper coverages in place. Within a few minutes, I had his claim called in and he was back to enjoying his vacation. Purdy Insurance has been answering calls like this for over 90 years. Give Purdy Insurance a call today at 800-677-2478 to see what we can do for you.
1: Did we ever cover a wide swath today? My goodness. We talked a little bit about football. We talked a little bit about gambling. We talked a little bit about baseball. The Phillies and the Brace. 6:30 tonight airtime on news radio 1070 WKOK, WKOK.com. Uh Phils are gaming at back of the brace, 7.05 first pitch tonight. Uh, we then got into slightly, oh, we had horse racing. And then we mentioned IndyCar, but not in... in how would you characterize how we mentioned
3: IndyCar? Uh, we were dialed into IndyCar for a uh, nice chunk of time going through today's highlights of practice. 15, 20 seconds? Uh, a little more than that. 25? Uh, about a minute or so. <sighs> well, you found well, a, cl- a crash that happened today on there? Yeah, I, about I that did. I yeah, it did. It is a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. dove into it a little, quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. More than you yeah, thought.
1: No, no, the guy got released from the hospital, so, I mean, that's fine. Sure. Um. Yeah, we, do. we did mention
3: that. That's shared, true. Yeah, shared breaking news. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know. Now, during the commercial break, you said to me, that's a minute of our lives we'll never get back. I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I thought, okay, that's kind of cruel. Right. And then we mentioned e <laughs> Oh, e <e-sports>. Wow. Um... <laughs> Now, look, I'm old fashioned in a lot of ways. And one of them happens to be uh, Dick from Milton called in about gambling. And I understand exactly where he's coming from. He didn't say anything I haven't thought of myself along the way. We're on the same page. Um, and to me, on the gambling part, for example, to me, it's like who wins the game, who doesn't. I don't, you know. I mean, that to me is the bottom line, but that's not what gets people interested. I understand that. All right, so I can live with that. All right, video games. Oh, my kids have video games. Uh, I can't play them. But you're going to tell me that's an Olympic sport? <laughs> really? You're telling me that playing a video game is an Olympic sport, something you can do at the arcade, do arcades even exist anymore?
3: Now, there's some that are around. There's some around, but they're like retro pinball games and video games from 20, 30 years ago, not what they'll be not what they'll be playing in Asia coming up at the end of August.
1: I <laughs> Uh, to me, it's a it's a video game. It's I me. Mean, I, mean, I can't. I can't play it. But where's the athleticism in it? It's
0: all the fingers. Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, and on WKOK.com.